You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, what you know about going out, head west, red legs, TVs, all up in the headrest, trying to And with that, Browns fans, thank you for stopping by this Locked On Browns podcast, posting today on Saturday, January 21st, where it is going to be in the mid to high 50s or mid 60s, depending on where you are in the state of Ohio. Hello, January weather. That looks a lot like May weather, not Floyd. So, hey, we're here today today to talk a little bit about free agent expectations. And so, uh, given the fact that the Browns have a hundred and some, about 105, 109, depending on uh, different expectations, free of uh, uh, cap space because they rolled over about 50-some million dollars from last year to this year, the Browns are expected to be, by many fans, heavily involved in free agency. One thing we can be pretty certain of is, and I talked about this in the past, is that the Browns will be linked to almost every free agent. And that is going to be an agent play. For the agents, it's smart to get the team that has the most money, the most needs, uh, to be rumored to be involved with their players so that other teams know they got to kind of up their game, up their money. And so we expect the Browns to be heavily talked about. And based on just Twitter reaction, uh, Twitter conversations that I've had, it's pretty clear that fans want the Browns to be heavily involved in free agency for a variety of reasons. And let's kind of kick them off. One, it's easy. The Browns are, were 1-15 last year. So because they were 1-15, fans believe, and there's reasons to, that the Browns are terrible and they don't have talent. Two, the Browns have a ton of cap space to spend. Three, they've got a lot of young draft picks on cheap contracts, so that should make it a little easier to balance out the roster for now and for later. Um, And so, and four, there are some talented players out there uh, in free agency. And so put all of that together, as well as just kind of the, the Madden or fantasy football way that people think, And the Browns, in many people's minds, should add a ton of talent via free agency. I'm here, unfortunately, today to maybe calm those rumors, calm those excitements, calm those expectations. Because I don't know if $105 million, $106 million, $109 million gets you as much, Browns fans, as you would expect it to get you. And so, now, I'm not going to pretend like I'm a salary cap expert, uh... Andrea Hanks, uh, who does the salary cap stuff for us at the Orange and Brown Report, really is always kind of my go-to person for that. So make sure you follow her on Twitter. Uh, Andrea is great at all that, uh, as well as just an interesting person to follow uh, when it comes to sports, the FC North, and especially salary cap. So I'm not going to pretend to break down every single detail for you, but I do want to kind of give you a feel for where things will stand when the Browns get done doing what they and I hope they kind of get done doing. And so uh, let's start with just kind of a $105 million. It's kind of the easiest number I can use right now. And again, all of this is just going to be me working kind of off the top of my head, looking at where things are and kind of going from there. So starting with $105 million in free agency, we already know that sometime today or tomorrow, the Jamie Collins contract should be announced. That contract is expected to take him above Luke Keekley but below Von Miller's gargantuan contract. For simplicity purpose, let's say that it takes $15 million chunk out of this year's salary cap. Now, it could be more, it could be less. Structuring contracts allows uh, kind of the average and how it affects the cap 
to not always be the same. And so um, I'm just going to go with the $15 million. It could be that the Browns kind of put more money up front to take out of this cap uh, salary cap as opposed to kind of looking forward. Uh, because a lot of times when you put money at the back end of the contract, that's where a lot of your uh, dead cap money comes into play when you have to cut a player or any of those kind of things. And that's just something the Browns should try to avoid when they have so much cap space now. And so let's just say he's $15 million of cap space. All of a sudden, we're already down to $90 million. Then you look at Terrell Pryor. And again, while he hasn't had um, many seasons, at a minimum, he's looking at a franchise tag, um, which is going to be over um, $10 million. So you're at least talking about $10 million, actually based on current estimates uh, from NFL.com, the wide receiver tag will be $14.4 million. So on the low end, we go from 105, Jamie Collins drops us down to 90. At kind of the low end, if we do get a, a multi-year deal done with Terrell Pryor, you're looking at about $10 million out of that cap space. That's down to 80. If we franchise tag him, again, we're just going to use easy numbers. Let's take another 15 off of that. So we're going to drop that down to $75 million. Again, it's a ton of money. But very quickly, you can see how we go from 105 to 75 with just our two most important kind of free agents. Then let's go to restricted free agency where we're dealing with Isaiah Crowell. And so Isaiah Crowell um, will be a restricted free agent, which kind of limits uh, his contract. But the Browns are in negotiation with him. And so um, from everything I understand, he's going to get a decent contract, nothing huge but probably in some type of average of about $5 million. Again, that might be a little high, maybe a little low, but just overall, I think you can assume about a $5 million uh, contract for Isaiah Crowell. That drops it down to $70 million. And so um, just bringing back the players that the Browns um, have on their team, the three kind of most important players, <clears throat> excuse me, the Browns are already down to $70 million. Then you add in the fact that Austin Pastor who will be an unrestricted free agent. Now, I know Browns fans, I know you don't think he's that great. You haven't watched the quality of offensive line play around the NFL, though. It is horrendous, to the point that Pastor is most likely going to get a $5 million contract, somewhere in that range as well, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's more just based on the fact of how bad offensive line play is. Uh, Seattle's offensive line is a great example of a terrible offensive line. So we take another $5 million off of that. We're already down to $65 million. Then we have to deal with the fact that we have 11 draft picks. Uh, I believe that's kind of the best estimate at this point in time. And so that'll take another couple million dollars. Again, let's just use simple math. It takes $5 million off. Um, and so do you see how quickly we go from over 100 to in the 50 and $60 million range, which is great. The other thing you have to take into account is the Browns are most likely, and I expect this to be kind of training camp time, are going to be most likely looking to extend Joel Batonio and Christian Kirksey. Why do I expect those contracts to kind of wait? Joel Batonio coming off an injury. The Browns want to make sure there's nothing significant going on there, that they're able to kind of see that he's kind of ready to go, uh, both short-term and long-term. And then with Christian Kirksey, uh, it gives Greg Williams a few minutes to, as he says, put his hands on a player. And so those contracts are going to take another $15 million or so off the books. One other free agent I forgot just based on um, a couple, actually, that I forgot based on a couple things. One, 
Jordan Poyer, our free safety, who actually was playing pretty well, um, will be an unrestricted free agent. Whatever his contract's going to be, it won't be significant, but they'll be, be looking to bring him back. And then Britton Colquitt, the punter, who had a pretty good year. Uh, he's 31, so he doesn't totally fit in, but finding a quality punter that they can pay two, two and a half million dollars to somewhere in that range uh, just kind of makes sense. And so you take, uh, you know, more money off kind of that overall thing. So what does that say, Browns fans? I would say this. Have your expectations on one big free agent as a possibility. It doesn't mean a likelihood, but a possibility that one big free agent, again, that's A.J. Bouye, that's Trumaine Johnson, um, that's, you know, any number of safeties, Tony Jefferson, those kind of guys. Um, I don't think Eric Berry's going anywhere. I don't think Dartario Poe's going anywhere. I don't think the Browns are going to look at putting all the money into the wide receiver position. Again, because you have to look at asset allocation. And so the Browns uh, put a lot of draft pick asset allocation into the wide receiver position. It'll be putting money towards Terrell Pryor, most likely. And so uh, that's a lot of assets to put into a certain area. And you've got to kind of balance. Even if you have the money, you don't want to put you don't want to put all of your money into certain areas because you leave yourself lacking. Again, using Seattle as an example, the Seahawks have a great defense, have put money into Jimmy Graham and to Russell Wilson. But because of their defense, again, their defense is great. They have a terrible offensive line. And so it's always that way when you're thinking about asset allocation. Um, when you're talking about the Browns draft, and I talked about this yesterday a little bit. I'm sorry, a couple of days ago. Um, the Browns have Crowell and Duke Johnson. Drafting Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook just doesn't seem to make sense. Not because he, they may not be better than those two, but it's asset allocation. It's amount of time on the field. For someone who you drafted at number 12 overall or whatever position that would be. Um, the same thing with Ruben Foster or another linebacker. Again, we're not talking about edge players, but just linebacker. When you have a linebacker on the field, um, Christian Kersey, Jamie Collins are going to be on the field during nickel. So that other linebacker is off the field about 70% of the time. And so it's great to have depth, but do you want to draft depth at number 12? It doesn't make a lot of sense. The same thing when it comes to free agent spending is while Alshon Jeffrey could be a fun big wide receiver, that way you could move uh, prior into the big slot or Corey Coleman into the slot uh, as a quick, fast receiver. It's an asset allocation issue. Same thing kind of when we look at the offensive line. I expect the Browns to uh, seek out somebody for the middle of their line. I think that's going to be center based on Cameron Irving out at right tackle in the last game, um, as well as the fact that John Greco is injured and going to miss start of the season, those kind of things. And so, uh, that's where asset allocation does make some sense. Again, whether it's money, because at some point Joe Thomas isn't going to be on the roster. Uh, you're going to have to pay Joel Batonio, but then you, you're kind of cheap other places. Uh, but then especially on defense, you have Joe Hayden, you have Des Bryant, who we've kind of negotiated his contract down. And so from an asset allocation place, I think you're looking at the defensive side of the ball where the money's going to be spent or the quarterback position. So that brings us back to where we were numbers-wise. We talk about the Joel Batonio and the Christian Kirksey money, as well as Collins and Pryor and Crowell and Austin Pastor. Well, that's six contracts. That's going to drop us into the $30, $40 million range, somewhere in that area. And so that maybe leaves you room. You get a Tyrod Taylor. And then you carry over $20 million. Because remember, if this all works out, we have young players over the next couple of years, Danny Shelton would be a great example who will need contract extensions. And so just spending money to spend it can put you, you in a little bit of a hole, especially 
when you're trying to figure out what young players are going to be the foundation and what maybe you need to move on from after two or three seasons. Uh, so you want to invest that money kind of wisely. So Browns fans, here's what you should expect this offseason. Collins deal gets done soon. Crowell's deal gets done soon. Terrell Pryor most likely gets franchise tagged, um, but maybe a deal gets done. He's an older young player, if that makes sense, um, just based on all the quarterback play and all that. Uh, he's already, I believe, 28. So he's going to be looking for a decent payday. So that um, franchise deal really won't be the thing that he'll want. Um, you look for Austin Pastor's deal to get done, uh, probably Britton Colquitt, probably Jordan Poyer. Um, and then in training camp, you're going to look at Joel Batonio, Christian Kirksey. Either of those could get done earlier, but I expect those to be done closer to training camp, closer to time that they get some time with those two players. And then maybe you see a Trumaine Johnson. Maybe you see a Tony Jefferson. Maybe you see an A.J. Boye. You know, those kind of players, along with the possibility of a Tyrod Taylor. Now, if we go fishing in the big sea, Kirk Cousins type money, then you're probably only going to get one. So, Browns fans, I want you to just be kind of realistic. The other thing to always remember is this. There's only so many spots on the roster. And the Browns have brought in a lot of young players. And the thing I think Browns fans forget is that players develop. Uh, at the wide receiver position, I really like Hollywood Higgins, Rashard Higgins, who I think he could be a very solid number two type of wide receiver, a, a better Brian Hart line from his best days, just kind of using a type of wide receiver. Um, not really a possession guy, better than kind of that, can do more than that, but not really that number one kind of wide receiver. Ricardo Lewis showed more than I expected last season. A lot of speed, but they used him in the slot, used him on the outside. Um, was really dedicated to the game uh, as a returner, uh, gunner, and all of that kind of stuff. And so it looked like Hugh Jackson really lot, liked a lot what they saw out of him. Jordan Payton really didn't show much, but again, uh, he was expected to be kind of a slot possession receiver kind of guy. And so while Browns fans are asking why not Mike Williams type player at number 12 or Corey Davis or any of those guys, it's because players develop. Even on the offensive line, Spencer Drango played way more than he probably should and did okay. Sean Coleman really was redshirted, but they've invested in those two players and those two players can get better. And so while they weren't great last year, maybe they need they definitely need to improve. Joe Schobert's another example. Who do I think would line up next to Kirksey and Collins? It's Schobert at this point in time. Maybe they bring somebody else in. Maybe Demario Davis can kind of play that role because you have two speed guys in Kirksey and Collins, uh, a thumper like uh, Demario Davis makes sense, but Joe Schobert can play that role. He can cover, he can blitz, he can do a lot of different things. And so, again, players develop. Uh, whether that's Derek Kindred, Trey Caldwell, whoever it is. Uh, and so these young players replacing them with high-priced free agents or free agents in general doesn't always make sense when you haven't given them time to develop because that's what young players need. They need time. And outside the quarterback position, in my opinion, they need time on the field. They need live reps. Quarterback's a different story for me. I want that person to sit as long as they can. So I don't care who the Browns draft. My guy, Deshaun Watson, who I think is most NFL-ready, or Pat Mahomes, who I think needs a ton of work. And for the guys in between, like Mitch Trubisky uh, and Deshaun Kaiser and those kind of, even Brad Kaya, um, I would say that's kind of, you know, the spectrum. Deshaun Watson's is most ready. I think Pat Mahomes could have the most upside, but needs to sit maybe even two full seasons. And then in between is Trubisky, Kaya, and Kaiser, who I'd love to see sit for a full season. So Browns fans, as you get ready for free agency, 
just know that the Browns priority will be keeping their own. And as you slowly start to whittle away that free agency dollars, just realize what that does and how that affects uh, who the Browns could pick up, as well as think about all the young players that the Browns want to build around and develop. Those are the players that they're going to try to not block with free agency. Again, thank you for stopping by this Lockdown Browns podcast. I am your host, Jared Mueller. You can get a hold of me on Twitter. That's at Jared K. Mueller. That's at J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Have a great weekend and go Browns.